Hey there, this is Mia Freeman, your host of the Momentum Focus podcast. We're still in this conversation of what it looks like to be emotionally well, and today's episode is another two-part episode, and she's actually a returning guest. Um, We are going to talk about hormones, emotions, um, and menopause, and all my friends that have the night sweats. (laughs) or the day sweats, or the random sweats, you can go ahead and say amen, because the whole episode, both parts, you are going to be amening, and you are going to be blessed to know that you're not alone in this stuff. So, I hope these two episodes, back to back, um, out there, good blessing to you. Take care. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the Momentum Focus podcast, and we are continuing in this conversation of what it looks like and feels like to be well. The reason I mentioned what it feels like is because, in full disclosure, I have on my paper in front of me, hormones, emotions, hot sweats, oh my. (laughs) (laughs) Or hot flashes, I should say. Today, we're going to dive into the conversation of that, of Mm. our hormones, our emotions, those hot flashes, and that crazy season that most of us are like, what in the whole world is menopause? And why Mm. am I there? Mm. Am I there? Um, and so today I brought back a guest that was here with us before in the conversation of women and wellness. Um, and she's just going to add to that last conversation. And I will tell you it, there likely might be a part two to this. And I knew when I brought her on the first time that I would be bringing her back just because she is a wealth of knowledge with a tender heart for helping women be well and thrive in the bodies that they have because There is a saying that bad news gets trapped in good bodies. And I'm convinced that that's where menopause came from. Mm. That this bad news of perceptions and perspectives and all the role keeping and the comparison and the Mm. worked for her, it's got to work for me. Like all of that stuff, as opposed to like sitting with, the creator of our body and asking him, what would you have me do with what you've given me? Whether it be circumstances or the actual body that he gave you, right? And asking him for his direction and his instruction on how to be well in the season that you're in. Because y'all, who I was when my babies were first born is not who I am now that they're adults at all physically, emotionally, mentally, relationally. Um, If I was to look at my perspective on how I view things, everything has changed. And so it requires change, right? Like any type of growth, Mm -hmm. it's going to require change. There's pruning, there is uprooting, there's changing the soil. There are so many analogies I could think of of just the process of change and the relation to sowing seeds and harvest season. And since this is harvest season, we're going to talk about how to reap a good harvest in that regard. Um, as I was thinking through this conversation, the scripture that came to mind um, is Matthew 5. And I have a letter board on my wall underneath my word for the year. And Matthew 5 is one of the scriptures that I keep coming back to. Um, and as I was thinking about just how our emotions and hormones can wreak havoc on our bodies and Mm -hmm. start to wreak havoc on our minds. I came back to Matthew five and the Holy spirit just kept saying, pay attention to the fact that like, we don't have to assume we've done this to ourselves. Now, mind you, there may be things that we have done that caused our bodies to respond, you know, adversely to what life could be like. Um, but he said, don't, don't carry a badge of shame 
don't carry a badge of discontentment, don't carry a badge of blame for what's happening in your life right now. And, and he starts going through each scripture of the Beatitudes and how the blessings that we've been given might be in spite of. Mm, come on. <laughs> in spite of. And that when when we recognize that we are still blessed in spite of the insults, that we are still blessed in spite of the calamity, that we are still blessed in spite of the discomfort, that we are still blessed in spite of the people that come and attack us, but we recognize like they may not actually be attacking me, but if my hormones and my emotions are out of whack, I'm gonna make it about me as opposed to letting grace show me the pain that they also might be walking in. My God. What if we're in a room full of people that are all menopausal, (laughs) all jacked up on our hormones and emotions and nobody has found peace or joy um, or contentment or the anticipation of God's presence. And we're all just letting our hormones rage and steer us. Imagine the chaos. I was listening to the Maverick City song, Firm Foundation. And I think that this has become my anthem because it says, I have peace in the chaos that I cannot understand. Come on, come on. And, come on. and I love the line in the song that says, you've been faithful through generations and you're not gonna stop now. He won't, he won't. He'll never fail no. me, he won't. My God. And that's what this conversation is about today is like, how do we reestablish a firm foundation? Because it says in the Bible that if I start building on other things, all other things are sinking sand. (laughs) Rain came, wind blew, but my house did not fall because it was built on Christ. Okay, I'm not going to preach. I'm going to turn the microphone over to my guest, Natoya Franklin. As I said, she has been a guest here before. I do encourage you to go back and listen to the previous episode. Um, But today, lean in, get your notebooks out if you need to. If you have to come back, rewind and take notes again, I'm warning you now. Um, or I'm not, I'm not warning you. I'm just encouraging you now to take notes because it's about to get good. Okay. Natoya, reintroduce yourself for those who maybe this is the first time they have heard of you. And then let's dive in. I'm going to let you teach us. Let's go. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Amia, for having me on again. I always love our conversations. I just feel like when I sit down with you and just have these kind of conversations, it's just like Jesus is all up in the room and it's like he's sipping the coffee with us and we're just diving deep in. So thank you again for having me on. So ladies and gentlemen, whoever's watching, I am a wife. I've been married for 10 years. Um, I am a mother of four. We have a blended family, so there's a lot of dynamics going on in our family. Our youngest is four, then we have a seven-year-old, and then we have a 13 and a 15-year-old. So we're dealing with toddlers and teenagers up in here, okay? Talk about hormones and emotions. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and on top of that, we have three boys Mm. and one girl. And um, so, yeah, that's that's a big piece of who I am. Um, And outside of my home, what I do is I work with women and children to help them be whole, to help them thrive spiritually, mentally and physically. Um, A lot of the work that I do involves me, um, uh, you know, participating in talks and seminars and workshops. I just recently completed my book, Thrive After 35, um, which I use as a way to just bring about education and information to women who are like, what's going on in my body? Mm. I'm past the age of 35 and it used that snapback used to come like this and it's not happening and my mood is all over the place and I can't control it and I don't get it. So I'm here to help. Uh, women in that capacity as they transition. Um, And then I also partner with schools a lot and I work with 
children to help them become physically, mentally, and spiritually well. And a lot of the schools that we work in are um, secular schools. So without bringing the word of God, we bring the word of God. We bring the principles of the word because we believe that they bring life. Um, so we teach young people how to move their bodies, how to heal their bodies through movement, how to add in mindfulness, um, and how to regulate their emotions because they're going through a lot too. Even if they're not hormonally going through a lot, there is this is a season where we all need to be very, very mindful of stress and how we are managing our stress and how it affects every person in the family and every person in the household. From my four-year-old to my 15-year-old, managing what happened during the course of the pandemic, that looked very different for each of those ages and how my husband and I navigated through all of that. But we're all going through it and it's how do we do it better? How do we do it in the sense that we can still thrive and love each other and not kill each other, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> right. So I'm so glad it's like Yeah, yeah. I'm so glad <laughs> that you said like that it hit each of you differently because the assumption, whether it be the stress of a global pandemic or something that's happening right in your home and hello 2020 was both Come on. Um, everybody both persons and physical body handles stress differently mm -hmm. you know what i mean like just like you said you know we thought you know before 35 i could snap right back right we thought before baby number three i could snap right back baby number three and you're like what are y'all crazy <laughs> And then it then it internalizes and you're like, I should know better. I'm on child number three. I should have learned with the first one. Like we used to joke and say with the first child, everything is like bubble wrapped and baby proofed and corners are taped and like bumper guards <laughs> by baby number three. You're like, are you bleeding? Get up. <laughs> exactly. Oh, you just hopped off the top month. Oh, okay. Great. Okay. Nothing's broken. Up. Let's go. We got to go to the store. <laughs> Get your shoes. Oh my gosh. True story. True story. But yeah, that's pretty much what I do. And I can just say this to me of like, I'm in a, in a space where and I think this was kind of going off of our last conversation of just a space of just being obedient to God's voice and just hearing him every step of the way. Um, and sometimes it's it's this this disciplining me, like because I, like you said, sometimes you can assume you know what's best, you think you know what to do, and God is like, nope, mm -mm, I'm rewriting the script. And I just have to be ever so mindful of listening to him and making that time for me and him very, very intentional. Mm -hmm. And so when you spoke about like having that firm foundation, I was thinking of Matthew 6, because he just spoke that to my heart last week, like mm -hmm. to seek first his kingdom and all of his righteousness and everything else will be added because I'm worried about everything else. And he's like, just take care of the first part, Toya, and mm -hmm. then I will handle the rest. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Wow, I mean, even just, even like thinking of his kindness in that of like, even when we mess it up and he says like, hey, what, like, what are you doing? What do you, why are you stressing again? And he wants to, oh know, my gosh, right? Like he Ooh. wants to know the honesty of what has us stressed out. And then in his kindness, he says, Hey, do you remember when I said just that all you are responsible for is taking care of the first part? And then to think about the fact that, like, just the phrase take care, he's like, choose the careness like you to mm. take it is to choose it which is a mm -hmm. conscious decision mm. of I could take stress or I could take care and he says mm. if you take care like you know what I mean like cast all your cares on me 
because I care, I love you. I care about you. Right. So take care. And then you take it. And he's like, now all those other burdens are coming off of you because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And now that you have sought the kingdom first, I'll take care of the rest of it. Like the, like the exhale that comes with that. And I'm like preaching to myself while I'm saying all this, like it's clicking because we have a choice, but when we're wrapped in this cloud of deception from our hormones and our emotions, and literally the other day I was walking through the house, kind of trying to process some heavy emotions and I could feel my body swelling. Mm. And the Holy Spirit was like, do you see what happens? Do you see the immediate response to you holding all that in? You, it's on. like you inhaled helium and blew up. And I mean, you know how like if you take a balloon and you fill it with helium, it goes from this flat, floppy, flimsy thing. And now all of a sudden it's bigger than life. And it's like the shape of a unicorn. Right. <laughs> and then if you take the, the helium and suck the helium out of it, it changes your voice. He was like, this is what happens when you inhale all these lies, mm, you swell up a different shape. And then when you open your mouth to speak, you don't even sound like you. Right. Ooh, ooh. Right. Right. I was <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Wow. Oh and I my could God. feel my body swelling. Like my hands started to swell. My face felt puffy. I looked in the mirror and I could see my eyes looked tired and I had bags under my eyes. And he was like, you need to let that go. And you think about like a helium balloon that when you let it go, it's just all over the place. Mm. Is why we're like, no, no. Because if I let this go... I might be grounded in chaos, but at least I know where I'm at. But to let it go is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I would I would say that I am so very grateful for my husband, who is our husband, that the men in our lives that see this. Um, like I could totally relate and connect to what you're saying. Like my husband last week, for instance we're just talking about stress and the effect of the body, you know, it has on the body, the body, the mind, the spirit, everything. But I just remember last week there was, I was constantly thinking about this one thing and I'm like, God, I don't know how you're going to provide. And I don't know how this is going to happen. And I'm stressed. Like it literally took over my body and my mind to all I could think about was that thing. And then I just, um, my husband stopped me and he said like dead in my tracks he's like you need to go and pray just go spend time with God I don't I was, but I gotta do other day he's like you need to go and pray you need five minutes and then I was thinking to myself that's not really what I wanted to hear but I know that's what I needed but it was like that's not really what I want I want you to fix it you know right. but then he gave me this hug and like ah, uh, I just felt like these these layers, these burdens just started falling off of me and I just released. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we need that moment to be human in our humanness, to be able to release and mm -hmm. let it go. And, and know that, like you said, maybe it might feel like chaos when you do release, but all of that you have to just give it to God and trust that he knows what to do with it because he does. And so I could totally relate, girl. <laughs> I tell my clients, I am my own client. And that right. might sound weird. Well, I just feel like as I'm coaching them, and I think you can kind of relate to, it's like you start preaching and coaching to yourself because it's like, I can't really tell you something, uh, you know, without experiencing it I think that experience is one of the best teachers honestly and though I have never ever ever experienced menopause let me be that be clear I'm 38 years old um I've never experienced menopause but I have experienced some symptoms that are related or can be related to you know menopausal symptoms 
Um, and so I always say to my clients when they say like, yeah, you get it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm a woman. I get it. Like, I understand I transition through things and my body responds to that. Um, it's one of the reasons why, and I'm not knocking any male coach, but it's just one of the reasons why I won't go see a male coach because you ain't never gave birth before. So you don't know what, <laughs> or you know, you don't, you don't yeah. know what a cycle feels like. Do you know what that feels like? If you've right. eaten too much sugar, come on, you've eaten too much sugar. You had too much dairy in your diet and now you're bloated and cramping and can't move and you're in the fetal position. Have you ever experienced that? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I was trying to articulate and it was funny because to that point, I was trying to find words to describe what my body feels like post hysterectomy. It's now Mm. almost a year later and I'm regaining core strength that was lost in the process and like coming into, into my own skin, like this new body that I have and recognizing the sensations that I'm feeling that I've never felt. And I was trying to put words to it. And my husband, I could tell by the look on his face, he was like, I have no clue. And you're talking about things that I don't want to know. <laughs> and he was like, well, you look really good. <laughs> I was like, that's not the point. So I just had to say, I just, I don't, I feel a different kind of strength an ability in my body, but I also feel like it's missing something. And then, then like, as I was talking to him, it was clicking. He doesn't, he doesn't understand this because he's never had that in him. You know what I mean? And it just, I don't know. And I don't know, like that just speaks to, we can't expect our spouses to fully understand emotionally what we're carrying Mm. which is why we need to make sure that we are surrounded by other women not just to like a friend of mine calls it trauma bonding not to get together and like trauma bond but to know that we somebody understands us and to know absolutely there is someone who can relate to our pain to the is this normal you know what I mean just I don't know but it Am I going out of my mind? Right. Like, please tell me I'm not crazy because our husband (laughs) might be like, uh, a little bit. (laughs) So, tiny bit. Okay. Um, So, let's stay in this. um, What you said about, I love that the work that you're doing is teaching people how to heal their their bodies through movement and regulate their emotions. I want to say, let's, let's stick with the regulating emotions. Let's talk about that for a second. Um, Okay. Go where you would like to with it, because I want, I want people to know that emotions are normal. Mm -hmm. Emotions are biblical (laughs) Mm because Jesus in the garden said, really God, Mm-hmm. not another plan because I don't know if I like this one and then he then his heart settled in okay my father knows what he's doing he's got good plans for me he's 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 on to something that I might not fully understand yet because Jesus was fully human yes fully yeah. man and fully God at the same time and his human side had to reconnect with his spirit to say the spirit that is within me knows what it's doing but that didn't yeah. mean he was like shame on you for feeling such a way right yeah absolutely so let's, let's talk about that for a second let's talk about the emotions so I was actually thinking about this scripture um because I could probably spend a whole day talking about regulating emotions because when you talk about a person who is my husband used to say like you're so emotional and I'm like but I'm a woman what do you mean I'm supposed to be emotional and we would have that you know heated debate because you know I really I think it it was a lot of no one really taught me how to like feel and say that it's okay for you to feel what you're feeling but 
all right, there's a time and a place. And there's also a way for you to be able to express it in a way that people will understand it. Or if you just need to take a break, whatever. And no one, I never really had that conversation and with anyone. And Amelia, you know that my mom passed away when I was only 12, like right at the brink of me getting my cycle mm -hmm. and, you know, my body transitioning into being a full-fledged woman and all of that and the hormones and stuff. And I never had that talk with a woman, you know, from a motherly figure to say, hey, you're going to be feeling this and this is what you do with it. Um, but what I think of is the scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, 11, when it talks about um, when I was a child, I spoke as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away foolish things. And no, not that I have arrived, but I do feel like I've progressed in that area where I've learned, okay, this is how I'm feeling. So he's naming the emotion whether it's sadness, because sometimes we could scream out in rage, right? But the real emotion is maybe it's sadness. Maybe it's, maybe you're hurt. You're hurting because you're, you know, somebody did something that hurt your feeling or it triggered something on the inside of you, but you screw, you lash out in rage, right? Um, so just being very mindful of naming that emotion. What is that emotion? What is, what, what am I feeling? And where is it coming from? Like, where, from what place is that coming from? Is that coming from a place of the past? Is that coming, is it a trigger point? What triggered that, right? Um, and then just allowing myself to sit in that emotion for a moment. And then what do I do now? How do I respond? Hmm. I used to respond right away. Like, I'm like, okay, you may be mad. Bah! Right, you gonna <laughs> get the beast. You know, a lot of people think that when you first meet me, I'm timid or quiet or whatever. And when I was a little girl, I was very, very shy. But I am one of those people. I'm a very passionate person. So you're going to feel what I feel. You're going to feel it. You're going to see it in my face. <laughs> I don't have a poker face. Right, right. Neither do <laughs> I. I still to this day don't have a poker face. But I've learned how to temper that so that I can allow myself to go through all of that, right? And I've also learned my safe spaces to be able to just say, this is how I'm feeling. And some people, they're not, that's not, it's not their job or their responsibility or their role in your life to hear that from you. You know what I mean? Like just knowing who your people are and being aware of that. Um, and then most recently when I started, I think this was about, Ooh, three years ago when I had Trenton, three and a half years ago, because I had just had him and maybe it was like seven months postpartum. I just remember like, I'm frustrated because I can't lose the weight that I thought I needed to lose. And I say that, the, that I thought I needed to lose, mm -hmm. right? Um, I, I felt like I was failing in my marriage to my husband. Um, I felt like there was this shift going on in my career and I was frustrated because I was no longer satisfied and fulfilled in my career. I was just frustrated. And I remember sitting down on the couch, like I'm feeling so fatigued. I'm tired. I have like, I literally felt almost paralyzed in me where I could not move. And I was crying. I called my cousin because she's a dietitian. That's like, can you help me? Maybe there's something I'm doing in my diet that's wrong. I can't understand why I feel the way that I feel. I used to be able to do everything, but I can't do all those things and still be well. I'm frustrated about all this. Blah, blah, blah. I just unloaded on her. And she was like, well, have you gotten your hormones tested? Have you, you know, have you really gone to the doctor and talked to your doctor about this? And I'm like, no, what's that? What does that look like? She's like, well, you probably should get blood work done. And that was kind of like the beginning of me studying this because I knew something was going on in my own body, which was regulating my, like controlling my emotions. It was controlling my body. My energy levels were depleted. There was something's going on. 
I thought I was going through perimenopause. And um, <laughs> when I told my doctor that, she laughed at me. She was like, girl, <laughs> you are 36 years old. You could, you know, whatever. Like, just straight laughed at me, which side note, always advocate for yourself. The doctors are practicing. They don't know all the answers. They don't know your body like you know your body. If you're feeling something, it's legit. And so advocate for yourself. Amen. And so I told her, I said, well, I still want you to do the test anyway. <laughs> I was like, test my hormones, test my blood levels, test my, you know, test everything. Just do everything, do a full panel. So she did blood work and we realized that I was vitamin D deficient. And because I was vitamin D deficient, it threw everything else off. Mm. So the way that I managed my stress was different because now my cortisol levels were up because of the vitamin D deficiency. So I didn't even know all of that. I didn't know all the connection. Um, but that's another piece that I coach women on. It's like, okay, you're feeling all this in your body. And though, yes, menopause is definitely like, Every woman's going to go through that, right? We're all going to have that cycle. It, you know, it's part of what we do, right? And what we, who we are, how God designed us. But you also have to be able to say, time out. I'm feeling this in my body. Now let me go and get tested and figure out what it is. Because once you can figure out the root cause of what's causing all of the chaos, so to speak, or whatever, then you can start to treat. To so start to are, without at the risk of someone potentially self-diagnosing <laughs> which mm -hmm. we're not asking you to do mm -hmm. what are some of the tests you mentioned like going and having your blood work done what are some of the tests that we would need to ask for yeah so I wrote those down because I, I felt like that would be one of the questions because some women are like what I don't even know where to start yeah the, so the basic hormone panel including a four spot cortisol level test is what you definitely want to ask for. If you are feeling like you're having some symptoms, um, I actually have a, I stay within my scope of practice, but I do have this little, how do I say it? It's kind of like a hormone quiz so you can see where you are. And if you're feeling some kind of symptoms, it's just a, a way that you can use it as a talking piece when you're talking to your doctor. I'm experiencing these, 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 these symptoms. So you can be very clear with them, you know, and then they can kind of guide you in that way. Could um, you share, like, you don't have to share the quiz because I know this is your work, but could you share a couple of the questions that you, like if you, if I were your client, Mm -hmm. And your next step for me was, which y'all full transparency, <laughs> I was not as obedient as I should have been when I first started talking to Natoya <laughs> about hormones and she told me to go and have my blood work done. It has been a year <laughs> and, I haven't, and I have been convicted and the Lord told me much like Natoya said that she had to make sure that she was doing what she was preaching. And so, yes hear me out. I am sharing this with y'all as I am also in my calendar. I have to call my doctor to schedule these tests. Yeah. So there's That's that. Good. So, okay. good. so if so, I were the, the client that was compliant, <laughs> what are, what are two of the, the quiz questions that you would say, okay, is this how you're feeling? Because I want you to ask your doctor for these tests. So it's, it's not necessarily a, a questionnaire as it is like a checklist. Gotcha. And what I have done is divided it based on some of some common imbalances. So okay. I can talk about some of the imbalances and maybe some of the symptoms that go along with some of those the, sure. that are common to those imbalances. Sure. So we can start with um, cortisol imbalance. So obviously I had a cortisol imbalance. That was my issue. Um, and it was due to my deficiencies in my diet. That's what it was. Vitamin D. I live in the Midwest, y'all. We don't get enough sun. I'm just saying. But <laughs> that needs to change. I need to move. I keep telling yeah. my husband. You hear that, Lord? Okay, anyway. <laughs> cortisol and balance. <laughs> so that feeling tired and wired and overwhelmed. Mm. Um, here are some 
common um, symptoms too. Poor sleep, anxiousness. You just can't switch off. It's like you're trying to go to bed at night, but you just can't switch off and just like have sound rest. You have mood swings, irritability, low libido. Hello. We don't really talk about that. But yes, low libido, um, fat around your middle, your midsection. You have frequent colds and infections in your body um, and cravings for salt and sugar. Those are some of the common symptoms for cortisol imbalances. And the church said, amen, because mm -hmm. <laughs> most of us are like, oh, okay. Okay, keep going. I won't interrupt you anymore. Yes. <laughs> So I want to just say, segue, the reason why we have these cortisol imbalances could be due to our diet, right? But it also could be chronic stress that we're carrying in our bodies that causes the, the, the uh, cortisol to be imbalanced. Because we know that that hormone is like the, there, it's responsible for the fight, flight, or freeze hmm. response in our bodies. And if our body is constantly in survival mode, constantly then we are imbalanced and it causes these symptoms, right? And one little hormone, y'all, can throw the entire endocrine system off, one. Mm -hmm. So it's so very important. When I, when I was researching like the common um, causes of hormonal imbalances, stress was number one. Mm -hmm. Stress was number one. So I just had to say that. Okay, so let's talk about um, maybe thyroid issues that an underactive thyroid, fatigue all day, depression, weight gain, dry or puffy skin, brittle nails, hair loss, um, PMS, brain fog, memory loss, hmm. constipation, hmm. Um, high cholesterol. So these are just some, some symptoms of an underactive thyroid. And the thyroid is so very important because it regulates your metabolism, your energy levels, your cogni cognition, um, all of that. And so if your thyroid is not operating properly, then yeah, you're, you're definitely going to be in big trouble for sure. Hmm. Um, and I'll just go with maybe one more. Let's go with low estrogen, which is commonly um, associated with menopause. So I, we know hot flashes, night sweats. We know that, right? Oh Lord, help, right? Vaginal dryness, dry, itchy skin, memory loss, joint pain, deep wrinkles. Ah, I got to share this story, Amia, about one of my clients who was actually, her doctor said, I think you may be perimenopausal, but you, you know, there's really, the only test that you can do is just your hormone paddle, panel to see where your estrogen levels are, but the full, like how you know you're in perimenopause or in menopause is when your cycle has stopped for over a year, then you know you're full on menopause, right? Mm -hmm. So that's a perimenopause could last 15 years. You, it could. So, but she was like, she's at the brink of transitioning from perimenopause to menopause. And she had so much joint pain in her body, like chronic pain in her body. And she was like, I just don't understand. I can't, under I don't, I don't know what's going on with my body. And so we developed a protocol for her and we changed her diet. One of the things that we did was we had her take a food sensitivity test. So you talked about some other tests that you can do, figure out what's going on with your body. She did a food sensitivity test, y'all, which is very different from an allergy test. I have to say that because you can have food allergies, but you can also have food sensitivities. And we found that she was sensitive to over 20 different foods. Mm. And I'm talking about foods like chicken, chickpeas. Whoa. That, yes, that you think that's pretty healthy. I can have that. Right. But everybody's diet is different. And as we age and we transition, your body starts to change. And if your gut is not, you know, your gut, your gut health is not properly taken care of, or if you're not taking care of your body the way that it needs to, or you're overexposing yourself to toxins in the environment, it can completely throw your body off. 
And so that's why we need to do a food sensitivity test. So she took that. That was one of her first steps. Um, and we found those foods that she was sensitive to, and we did an elimination diet. Once she did the elimination diet, it relieved about 75% of her pain in her body, hmm. just from diet. And the elimination was based off of her test results of the sensitivity foods. Okay. Yes. So, okay. you know, she couldn't have the chicken no more. She couldn't have chickpeas. There are certain things she just couldn't have anymore. And it was all an experiment. And I tell everybody, this is an experiment. You're experimenting with your body to see what your body needs right now in this season. Um, that's the whole point of an elimination diet. So after doing that, she still had about, you know, some pain and like, you know, 20%, I would say something like that pain, 25%. She was dealing in the body. Like, I don't know what to do. I don't want to take ibuprofen every day. What's going on? What, what else can I do? And so I said, well, have you ever thought about acupuncture? And she was like, no. Hmm. So she started seeing an acupuncturist and that helped tremendously with wow. the other 25% of the pain that she was experiencing. So, and just, I will like to note that just with the changes in her diet, all those other sim symptoms associated with perimenopause and menopause were relieved. Hmm. Just the tweaking of the diet. Wow. <laughs> wow. I mean, like I just made a note here on my paper that our diet determines our gut health. And I know there's a direct connection between gut health and mental health and that the two that it's it's been said that our gut is the brain is like the second brain it's the brain inside of our body not to not that our actual brain isn't in our body but that there's one full connection from the brain through the spine to the gut by nerve endings right that everything that we feel everything that we know everything that we process everything that we carry all of our perceptions um, all of our fears, all of our hopes, all of our desires, all of our dreams from the gut or from the brain to the gut. And interesting thing is it has to pass through the heart. Mm. It just like the visible, the visual of that. Mm -hmm. And to know that like mm. the enemy, the first place the enemy attacks us is in our mind. And that's where the battle takes place. Mm -hmm. So if he can get our mind, it's likely that he can get our hearts and then he can get our guts or vice versa, right? Or vice versa. If he gets us in our gut, then our mind starts thinking, yes. what yes. now, right? And literally I was reading through um, Genesis 50, like that scripture keeps coming back up, what you intended for my evil. <laughs> what you intended evil toward me my god is using for my good and his glory and the good of others for generations to come and this morning he says i was meditating on that verse he said um you get to reverse the curse no matter mm, what the curse may my be. god right whether the curse has been like well no this is always running the family i remember my mother and my mother's mother and all my aunts like this is how they dealt like they started menopause when they were really early. Like they, you know what I mean? Like all that may be facts on medical documentation or just, you know, kitchen table stories. <laughs> but like the fact is the hard truth is that whatever the enemy wanted to take that God would like the process of change and hormones and moving to a new season of life. That's all a part of creation. Like God wired right. I'm assuming God wired it that our bodies would change and that we would naturally end the flow of a menstrual cycle and would officially be out of the zone of birthing children. That's all a part of the process, right? right? We're not here to disclaim that or discredit it or or think that there was supposed to be another way. What I'm saying is that what that what was created for good, the enemy has tried to take it and make it for bad and evil against us. But God says that you have the ability through him to reverse that curse. Come on, come on, come on. The curse of Eve, you know what I mean? Like, so how about we reverse the curse because Jesus did the work and said it is finished 
and because it's not good yet, we are walking out the process of the finished work. Mm. And we just have to get our bodies back in alignment with the promise. And he said to me today, do not worship your wounds. And as somebody that is three hysterectomy or three C-sections and one hysterectomy with scars on my body, he was like, you cannot worship your wounds. Whatever anybody has ever Mm. said about your body, whatever you've thought about your body, wherever your hormones have wreaked havoc on your body, wherever you've lost your libido, wherever you're tired, wherever you're exhausted, I wrote frustrated, fatigued, and stuck, wherever that has been you, God said it's time to reverse that curse. Come on. And he's done the work, but it also requires a work of us. Yes, yes, so good. And I've mentioned to a group of women that I said, you know, sometimes that takes humility of awareness without judgment. What, like some of the symptoms that she listed, that's me. Like admitting that's where I am. And then if you're like, well, tell me more, that's your opportunity to go and get the help. Yes. Right. It tells us in Hebrews, I think it's four, and I could be misquoting it. He, I think it's Hebrews 4 16 that we can actually come to the throne of grace where mm-hmm. we can get the help that we need. And in one translation, it says, Go ahead, walk up to him. He knows what you need. Take come the on. help. Come on, come on, come on. And if I misquoted so somebody, feel free to correct me. <laughs> No, it's in Hebrews. It might be 13.4 or 4.13. Either way, it is, uh, let's see. I know it's in there. It's, look, I'm just going to pull it up because I need to make sure I say it the right way. Um, I don't know where it is, but I'll put it in the show notes just so y'all know that it's in Hebrews. But at any rate, we have a savior who is here to support us and love us to be well, to get back to our original designs. And we were never called to walk around as wounded warriors. Oh, so good. We may be wounded, but so that good. is not our identity. Oh, I love it. <sighs> oh, I love it so much. So much. Oh my gosh. Man, I want to, <laughs> I told you there was going to be a part two, because I really want to keep going. And I know that you've got more. Um, we just need to do a whole pod class. That's what we need to do, where it's just yeah. like three parts. Oh. <laughs> a workshop a workshop seriously this is like that sounds like a really good plan um okay for the sake of time Natoya tell them where they can find you because I want people like just be ready your inbox might get flooded because I want people to find you um and if she's not the help that you're looking for the help that you need uh, we're going to be prayerful that you will find the help that you need um so tell them where to find you and then we'll wrap the show. Sure. So I am most active on Facebook um, under my full name, Natoya Franklin. And I'll spell it because, you know, people don't know how to spell Natoya sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's N-A-T-O-I-A, Natoya Franklin. Um, and then you can also visit my website at serenitylifefitness.com. And that is, that's who I am. And people think that my name is Serenity, but it's like, I am my brand. I'm all about just on this journey of discovering more peace and serenity in my life throughout every season of my life and helping others do the same. I love it. I love it. And just, just that name Serenity Life Fitness reminds me of the serenity prayer. Mm-hmm. grant me the serenity <laughs> to change the things that I can change Come on. right the the wisdom to know the difference and and I'm probably just butchered it but the serenity prayer I'll put it in the show notes because I feel like that might be your permission to do what God has asked you to do well as mm-hmm. always I love our conversations and I wish we lived closer so we could do more work together, but I'm going to figure out a way for us to do some type of a workshop. Um, 
because y'all, and I did not, I intentionally did not have her drop her credentials. I wanted you to hear what she had to say before you said, I'm going to listen because her letters tell me so. No, you <laughs> should know she knows what she's talking about and she's got letters behind her name. So, how about that? <laughs> um, <laughs> but if you do need to know, I will, if you do show notes, her credentials will be listed in the show now. Show notes, period. Uh, I was at a women's conference and she says, stop putting a comma where God put a period, right? Like there, you could hear a pin drop in the room because you've heard the statement, stop putting a period where God put a comma, but she flipped it and was like, stop putting a comma where God put a period. Wow. Full stop. <laughs> Full stop. Ouch. <laughs> right. Okay. So he put a period at the end. Of, he put a period comma at the end of your credentials because I trust that he's going to take you down another path to learn even more to help more people because of the fact that you've surrendered your skill set um, to the work of people being well. And that's why we brought you on the podcast. So thank you. One yeah. final scripture I would like to leave y'all with um, and then a blessing. It is Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 and a sweet mm. friend of mine gave me a gift a couple of Christmases ago with all of these scriptures where she has typed out the scriptures and put my name in the verses. And Ooh. so I will pause and let you know where to put your name in this verse. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, insert your name, and lean not on your own understanding, Ooh. insert your name, in all your ways, submit to him, insert your name, and he will make your path straight. Insert your name, period. I really pray that this conversation has blessed you. I pray that it has challenged you, made you slightly uncomfortable, made you aware and alert without judgment, and charged you to take care. That is the only way we get to be well. We are not the hero. We are the helper. He is the helper. And because the greater one lives in us, we can do all things. Amen. Until we get to chat again, friends, I pray that this has helped you adjust your focus and that you are willing to show up and do the work. Y'all be blessed and stay free. <laughs>